Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. All right, so we are on podcast number four. Four. Welcome to Victory's Love Your Neighbor podcast, everybody. Um, uh, We're having fun. I hope you guys are too. My name's Farrell Brown. This is Tyree Smith with me, man. Appreciate you, man. This is uh, young and old coming and uh, talking about how to to win people to Christ. But uh, so I'll go ahead and say what this is not. We always like to do some ground rules. You know, I used to be part of an organization in college and they had one way to lead people to Christ. And if you didn't follow that way, they were pretty sure, you know, it was just real tough and everything. I don't think there's one way. I don't think there's one way, man. I've had a moment where I literally told you about this the other day. We won't get into tonight, but I literally prophesied over a guy. I mean, I just, I named everything he was doing to horrible, horrible clarity. And I'll never forget, he screamed at me, how could you know that? Hey, I can't teach you how to do that, but that'll happen in your life if you become a, a soul winner. That's right. You know, that type thing. So we're not going to teach you how to create your three-minute elevator speech or how to do this or that, you know. And, and uh, hey, man, I'm, I've am i seen, truthfully, hundreds of thousands of people before in crusades. But this isn't that, man. In a lot of ways, I, I think this is a lot more of the hard work. I'm not saying putting together a meeting and spending all that money was, was easy. But this is a lot more... I'm going to go ahead and say it, you know, just saying what you've seen and heard, something that, that Tyree taught me. I love this line. Our light is worthless until it goes into the darkness. You know, that's the fact of the matter. You know, it says go into all the world. Yeah, You, know, you got to go in the world for the light to have any, any uh, thing. So Jesus said, come follow me and I will teach you how to fish for people. So we're calling uh, this one light in the darkness, you know, having the courage to go into the darkness. And, you know, I, we're going to challenge some people. There's a lot of people that probably think that uh, probably from like what religion is taught that I can't be around someone drinking alcohol or can't be around. And, and there may be some people. Let's be, let's let's stop right there and just say it. If you're an alcoholic, maybe that's not the place for you to go. You know that type thing. You know, but but find where you need to go into the into the darkness where you're. You know, but at the same time. You got to go somewhere, right? And, uh, you know, I think a lot of times, and this is easy for me to do. I got a 12-year-old son. I want to protect him, right? I was talking to a guy on staff today. It was really funny. He was telling me about, you know, how he handles movies. And he's like, hey, kids, you know, I'm going to have to fast forward through some of this. And they went, Dad, we're in public school. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't think our, you don't think our friends are going to say, you know, I think, I think we have to watch that. You know, it doesn't mean that he doesn't need to be a good dad, but you've got to, they're going to hear, they're going to hear some things. So I, I just, what my point is, is let's make sure we get out there and, and be able to do things and stuff. So, you know, you had some, some good lines. Why don't you, why don't you take over, man? Yeah. I think my thing with this man is, you know, a lot of us go to church and we get fed and we worship, praise God and all of these different things. What's the point of getting lit up though? If we aren't going to go into the darkness, what's mm. the point of us receiving all of these sermons and, you know, having these amazing encounters with God, you know, whether at church or in home devotionals, what's the point of us having these spiritual practices if we aren't going to be on mission? Let me ask another question. Go ahead. Why are we even here? Mm. That's the question. Why would we even be here? Why are we in this world? Yeah. If we're not supposed to, you know, ambassadors, right? 
ambassadors. If you guys don't know what we're talking about with ambassadors, that's from an earlier podcast. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that's exactly right, man. Why are we here if we're not supposed to be showing people? Keep yeah. going, man. Nah, man, that's a big deal. When Jesus called us, he called us and said, follow me and I'll show you how to fish for people. So there's no excuses in terms of whether or not we are qualified or authorized. Remember in mm-hmm. episode one, we touched right. on it. If you haven't right. heard it, you want to go back and listen to it. So, you know, there are no barriers. We are more than equipped to go mm-hmm. out and be on mission. If, and if we aren't, then what's the point of us doing everything else that we're doing? Uh, you know, a, a few times I've heard a pastor say, you don't just become in a church to get spiritually obese. You know, yeah. you're storing all of that and storing all of that good stuff in you and you're not going out to let it out. Right. You're not letting your light shine. You want to go out and put it to work. And one of the things that I want to always make sure I put an emphasis on is removing the us versus them barrier when we go out, what do you mean by that? when we go out into the world you know m- many times we have this this mentality of hey we're christians and so we have to be very mindful and cautious about how we interact with them the world because mm. you know they're 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 still dirty you know we might not oh, say it like man. that but a lot of times we carry that mentality based on how we we walk and if that's what's in our spirit, then then guess what? When it comes time for you to witness, evangelize, they're going to pick up on they're that. They're going to pick up on that. They're going to sense that. And that is the biggest turnoff. Sure. That is, that's justifying their excuse. Hey, I could never be that holy. Hey, I could never, you know, or no, I've seen how the church acts. I've seen the, how they, how they behave. I, I see how they act up. They want to act like they're on a pedestal, but man, a leader the other day just fell because of this, this, and this. Like, why would I want to be a part of that? And so if Mm. if we're going to get out there, we have to immediately walk with the mentality of, hey, this is not a us versus them type of game here. You know, Tyree, that's a really good point. I think think one of the things I've always found interesting is, and and I I mean, I've had arguments about it to the degree of kind of the same thing. These people that are like, oh, the world, they're, they're this, and they'll point out sexual sins of all kinds of different things. And I'm like, hey, man. I don't know where I'd be. I've been at this a minute, but without Jesus, I can't point out specifically where my my perversion would lie or anything, right? You don't know. You don't know. But the second side of that is, is how do we that are so dependent on Christ to get sin of our life expect somebody in the world to match our morality before Christ? Wow. Before Christ. Can't expect a dead man to revive him. <laughs> Bro, that's all. You like that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't expe- that wasn't in the notes, folks. No. Well, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, you know. You know, I think I think a lot of this has to do with discomfort, and I do understand it. You know, I was in a meeting. Actually, Pastor Johnson was talking to the staff the other day. All I know is the lady's name was Brianna. He said it real quick, and I never looked it up, but he had a, he had a line from a lady named Brianna something, and it, I thought it was really deep. It was like, we will never go into all the world until we're willing to be uncomfortable. You know, I thought, man, that is so, so interesting. And I think you told me this one, but it was like, you know, a ship in a harbor is safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is rare. A ship's going to get destroyed in a harbor. But, bro, that's not what ships were made for. It just sit there, you know, you know, you know, so it's got to get moving in things. And so I, I think that's great, you know. Bro, I'm still, I'm still getting over your uh, dead man reviving himself. But anyway. But it's so true, man. It's so true. For many people, we will be the only Bible that they read. Mm. We will be the only Jesus that they meet. Right. But, but we're, we got to get out there for them right. to experience that. 
and not be so judgmental and not, not man, I, that us, I, I got to be honest with you, I was looking at the note, I thought you meant something different with that us versus them. In a sense, in the sense that it was like, we're here to, to win them or something. But really, you're right. It's also this kind of thing that you're dirty and I'm clean. Hey, man. I'll, I'll be the first to say, I mean, I understand that, you know, some people don't want to say I'm a sinner saved by grace, but, te- you know, we are. You know, I don't, want to, I don't want to call myself a sinner the rest of my life, but the fact of the matter is, is we are. We're saved by grace. I didn't deserve any of this. I, man, you know, and so it, it's so true. I think in a lot of ways it's, it's, it's interesting watching how different people react. It wasn't too long ago that I'm sitting in a restaurant with another guy from church, and a table full of neighbors, and they are pouring it down their throats. Not bad, but, you know, definitely drinking. And some other people from, from the church came in. I couldn't have been prouder. I'm just being honest with you. I thought, this is where I'm supposed to be. Bro was cowering, man. He might as well have crawled under the table, right? You know, and I'm thinking, I mean, I model myself. I keep We keep saying this. I model myself after a guy didn't mind being seen with the lowest of the low, the lowest of the low. With the prostitutes, with the low, you know, we're working in, I mean, you know, obviously the outreach departments, we work with a lot of trafficking departments and things. And it is interesting. I'll hear people go, I'm not going to let my husband go, go work with them. You know, go, go hand out roses. No, no. Look, I I understand the concern, but again, what good is the flashlight if it's always in the light? Sometimes you got to get out in the darkness to be able to reach some people. They got to know somebody loves them. They got to know somebody cares for them. And, and 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 cowboy up now again if that's your greatest weakness you go somewhere else i i do understand but it's usually not a weakness it's usually not wanting to be uncomfortable not wanting to be uncomfortable look man we're not saying that you don't make any amendments we're not saying we don't make any changes and things you know i this is a rough statement but you know i we've got a my wife and i have a a, a property at the beach and and there's neighbors there and uh I don't know how else to say this. You know, they're, they're swingers, right? They're well-known. It's very understood and everything. And, uh, you know, we're not talking like Johnson from the pulpit. I think it's okay, though. I, you know, it's, it's just real, right? And uh, he got cancer. And uh, I laid hands on him. I don't know if you knew this, but Jesus paid the price for people that have that sin. He paid the And, by the way, he got healed. You know, now we'll tell you, we're not having them over for dinner for a myriad of reasons. I'm not having them over for dinner for a myriad of reasons. But I still want to find some way to minister to them because Jesus died for them, right? You know, so I'm not saying don't have any morals. Ladies, don't bring, you know, four homeless men into your house because you're preaching the gospel. There's some dangers. I'm not saying be stupid, but let's get uncomfortable. Let's find a way to minister uh, to the world, you know. Again, if I'm a light in the world, I got to go in the world, right? You know. And all it takes is making the first step. You make another step. You know, uh, and this is not in the notes either, but me and my wife moved into a neighborhood about a new neighborhood about, you know, six months ago now. And man, I got to tell you, I can do a lot, a heck of a better job with going out of my way to introduce myself to folks. That's where it starts. You know, these opportunities to share Christ with people, they don't just come out of nowhere. Right. You know, especially when you live in a neighborhood around people all the time. It's not not like somebody's going to just approach you and say, hey, can you tell me about Jesus? Hey, can you tell me how to receive salvation and secure my... It's like, no, that's not going to happen. It takes... 
building relationships, building blocks, making the first step then making the second step. And, you know, it's a, for a, in a lot of ways, it can be a long game, but that game never starts until you make the first decision to bring, I don't know, some, some, some goods over and introduce yourself to, you know, to be a nice person and wave and try to ask them about their day. How are things going? It's right. sometimes just the simplest things that we can do that don't even necessarily take a lot of courage, but it's just making that first step and choosing to put yourself in front of that person. You know, it's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever told you this. It's comical. Yesterday, my, my agent, my real estate agent sent me a Happy third anniversary for buying the house that we live in now. And I don't think I've ever told you this. You know, we moved down south. Well, you know, I don't live anywhere near actual victory. And the church has been good because of a school my son is uh, attending for special needs down down south near Peachtree City. And so, but we're in a neighborhood and it's interesting. I have always, almost to a bragging point, always had a really fantastic effect on my neighbors for Christ. I've almost always prayed with my neighbors, you know, found a time, found a way, led many, many, many to Christ. I'm talking Virginia, Georgia, Florida, you know, Russia. I mean, you know, I mean, different places even, you know. But in the end, uh, I'm now on a street, and this is my third anniversary, and I've never prayed with a neighbor. And, And there's some, what I would call fair reasoning. I now live on a street. All the houses were built in 95, the year before uh, the Olympics. And other than one really wonderful Asian family, it's an entire street of the original people that built their homes. And they're, it's really cool. They're all African-Americans. Wow. But, bro, this is south of Atlanta, historic racism. Man, we go to eat in some of the cities near us, and you're, you're welcome to the city, says, join the Confederate I don't know what it's called. Sons of the Confederacy. So like it's on the sign welcoming you into the town, right? Guess what, bro? They're not like hugging Pharaoh yet, but I'm going to break through, man. I think the hardest foundation builds the best house, man. So I'm just digging. And so, you know, I was talking to one of the other podcasts about helping a neighbor with the tree. And, uh, you know, I've, I've invited guys over to watch the game. They didn't even come yet, but I'm going to keep inviting. I'm going to keep knocking, man. I want to be able to have an effect. And by the way, they're right. They have reasons not to to probably trust people of my race down there because there's been some stuff. It's history, right? But I'm not that guy, but I'm going to break through, you know, and and we're going to get through. So you got to be uncomfortable. You got to be able to fight through. And uh, we just want to encourage everyone, you know, find that spot. You know, it may be that, you know, for to begin with, you may just want to be able to find your voice. You know, one of the things we like to this, this is not an an automatic uh, parallel, but, you know, maybe find an, an outreach ministry through the church where you can um, minister at the nursing home or at the prison. Is everything equal? No, you still need to talk to your neighbor, and God knows you need to talk to your coworker. I tell everybody I can about Jesus, but most coworkers of people at Victory, I'll never meet them. I just can't meet everybody. How many million people, you know, that type thing? You're probably, like you said, was the only Jesus they'll ever know, the only Bible they'll ever read is you. That's right. So we just want to encourage you, jump out there, man. Jump in the water. It's fine. Yeah, 100%. It's fine. And I think we can end on this note right here. All the fruit that you want from your life, I mean, this applies to every area. The fruit that you want in your marriage, the fruit that you want, you know, maybe a healthy body. Maybe You know, it can apply in many different areas, but particularly the fruit that you want to see in souls being saved in your relationships, mm-hmm. all the fruit that you want in your life is on the other side of courage. It's on the other side of your, your yes, even the small yeses. And so 
take a moment. If, if you got a moment this week, take some time to think about, man, do I even have vision in my life for the people that I want to see come to Jesus? Is there, is there people that, cause God didn't put you where you are by coincidence. That's never by coincidence. So who are the people around you in proximity, you know, literally physically, who are the people around you and who are right. the people just in your life in general that God might be trying to use you to make that first step to say, yes, go ahead. You know, I know we're closing, but I just thought of a scripture that I, I just love it. And it, it I, it's kind of funny because we've been talking about, hey, don't be so condemning about sin. But it's actually a tough word. But it says there's only a few scriptures where it's, where God says, ask of me. It says, ask of me and I will give you the heathen for your inheritance. So, man, I'm, I'm doing that all the time, man. I remember when we were dedicating new building down at uh, Midtown. I went out and just asked for the heathen. Not because Midtown's more heathen than anywhere else, but let's get them, man. Let's let them come in. Let's let's find them. Let's, let's go talk to our neighbor. That's an inheritance I want, man. It's a really cool image to think. I get to walk into heaven and have people go, dude, I'm here because you told me. That's a crazy thought. Why did God trust us? Why are we qualified? We are, though. It works, right? So, yeah, man, we probably ought to close. But that, that's, you know, ask of me. And I'll give you the heathen for your inheritance. That's what this is about, man. He that wins souls. Wise. He's wise, right? So, guys, thanks so much for uh, listening to, uh, what is this, our fourth Victories Love Your Neighbor podcast. Uh, we appreciate you guys. Um, we've got a couple more, but uh, we just appreciate you. Dig in and, uh, and uh, then get out there and get uncomfortable. You know, it's very rare that you say that, but get out there and get uncomfortable. Absolutely. Take care. See you. Take care.